Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello again, friends, and welcome into a, well, into a whatever you want to call it episode of The Sco Show. My name is Mark Schofield here for late Sunday night, early Monday morning. It's either October 25th or October 26th, wherever you are. And in the years that I've been doing Patriots podcasts, there have been some unsettling some difficult, some sometimes just downright depressing episodes. And this one probably tops them all. I mean, I remember sitting down to do a show after the Patriots lost a Super Bowl. And I didn't feel as down as I did right now. And you probably might have wondered or might be wondering at this point, What in the world was that to open the show? You might have been expecting the sad music. You might have been expected even the sad cat piano music. Usually we call the shows after a loss a melancholy in the infinite sadness installment of the Sco Show. But this is something different. And in part... It's due to a comment by Chuck A. in the Scotia Slack channel who requested some angry music. So what I did as Jared Stidham was trying valiantly, I guess if you want to call it that, to lead the Patriots onto a fourth quarter scoring drive, while that game was, yes, still on in my office, I was on Free Music Archive looking for the right mix of angry music slash song title to open the show with. And I settled on, the artist's name is Peculate, P-E-C-U-L-A-T-E. The album is There Are No Angels. And the soundtrack is titled Real Suffering. And I thought that that kind of made sense for this moment. And you can check them out, peculatemusic.com. You go to their website. It's avant-garde metal in opposition, which is interesting. But I think the music, the title, all of it makes sense for where we are right now. The Patriots, winless in the month of October for the first time In a very long time. 
And right now, it looks like this is a team, and we're about to get into it, that might consider being sellers at the NFL trade deadline. But before we dive into it, your usual reminders, please do check out the work. Variety of places, Matt Waldman's Rookie Scouting Portfolio, three different SB Nation websites, Big Blue View, Bleeding Green Nation, and of course, right here at Pat's Pulpit. And then there is... Touchdown Wire, part of the USA Today Network, where when this is said and done, when this episode is posted, I have to sit down and work on some power rankings. And right now, headed into week seven, your New England Patriots checked in at 20. Where do the two and four New England Patriots fall in those power rankings? Well, log on Tuesday morning to find out, kids. Does it have a three? At the start of the digit? Probably not. But it certainly will have a two. And it's not going to be a single digit number. Let's talk the big question. Is this team, are the Patriots going to be sellers? Now, I know that the NFL trade deadline doesn't mean much, usually. But in recent years, we've seen some more moves. In fact, last year, the Patriots made a deal. Mohamed Sanu acquired him via a trade. And the Adam Schefters and the Ian Rappaports of the world have, have been speculating in recent years that we might see teams make more moves at the deadline. And as such, I think the New England Patriots have to give serious consideration at this point to be in sellers. Stephon Gilmore and Julian Edelman come to mind. Because this isn't a, a war a couple of games in kind of situation. This is a team that is now six games in. We have taken full stock of what this team is and what this team is not. And there are some problems. So big picture, big question, should this team be sellers? I believe so. They do not have the talent right now to win games in the passing game. They just don't. And it's frustrating right now because I wish I could say it was X. I wish I could say it was Y. I wish I could say it was Z. It's a bunch of different things. Guys are, yes, sometimes open, but Newton is not, from what I am seeing, pulling the trigger on some of those opportunities. They are relying on winning rock fights. But when your defense has the kind of game that this defense had to start out, you can't win a rock fight when you're losing by 14. You just can't. This team is built to like pound the football right now. That's what they do best. And we saw it early with Damian Harris. We saw it late when Stidham was in the game with Damian Harris. They can run the ball and they can do that extremely well. But if they are forced to become a throwback into the game kind of team, they, they're not good enough to do that. 
And I could sit here and go through a couple of plays or go through a lot of plays and diagram stuff up. But honestly, what's the point? Look around the landscape of the AFC. Is this team good enough right now to compete with Pittsburgh, to compete with Tennessee, to compete with Kansas City, with Baltimore? Heck, the Cleveland Browns, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, they are looking up at the majority of the AFC East. I mean, excuse me, the AFC period. And there's no magic. It's not a situation where it's like, look, if they could just get a left tackle, they'd be okay. It's not that. If they could just get a wide receiver or a tight end, like if they could somehow swing a trade with the Minnesota Vikings and get Kyle Rudolph into Foxborough, would that fix things? As much as Tony Robo and Jim Nance harped on it in the second half that they are getting woeful, anemic levels of production for the tight end like they did last year, is a single tight end going to fix it? No. Because nobody else really scares you as a defense. And the Julian Edelman conversation is upon us. I was a party to like six different conversations via various Slack channels, Twitter DMs, and the like about what is the deal with Edelman? Is he done? Is he hurt? Is he checked out? He looks lost. He wasn't on the same page with Newton on one of those interceptions when it went through his hands. And then the interception thrown by Stidham, he looked checked out on that play. And it was a bad read and a bad throw and all of that, but Edelman just looked checked out. A couple of years ago, when John Ledger, who now covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for Pewter Report, was the host of Locked On Steelers, he had a boom-roasted episode when the Steelers lost a game, where he literally just went through the entire starting lineup on both sides of the football, made a reference to a play that they screwed up, and said, boom, roasted. And that's what he did for 25 minutes. And there's a big part of me that just wants to go through this entire lineup, 22 starters, and just say, boom, roasted, every single one of them. They couldn't throw the ball. And on the defensive side of the ball, they couldn't set an edge to save their lives. And yes, Kyle Shanahan does some things where it makes it almost impossible to set an edge. With those orbit motions and those jet sweep type of plays, sometimes it's hard. But that's football 101. And they couldn't do it. This is a bad football team right now. And they're getting into the tough part of their schedule. But you have... Stranger things have happened. But do you have any confidence in this team winning a game against the Buffalo Bills right now? I don't. How could you? And it's not like the Bills are that great right now. They struggled against the Jets. They turned it on in the second half. Their defense did. They held the Jets to just four yards in the second half. Did you feel that in your throat when I just said that? Because you probably felt that little lump grow thinking about what this Patriots offense might do against the Buffalo Bills this week. 
This is a bad football team right now, and there is no silver bullet type of answer. So they need to start having long-term discussion type of plans. Is it draft season already? It might be. Up next, I'm going to try to piece it together. I'm going to try to make the case that despite of all of that, despite everything I just said, that the Patriots could still make a run, could still put it together. So the glass half full view of things that is ahead on this what the heck was that episode of the Sco Show. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down, we break down who will be cutting, cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hidden. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Mark Schofield back with you now on a what the heck was that installment of the Sco Show. And I'm just taking a, a spin through the Scotia Slack channel right now. And as you might expect, it's pretty dark in there. And matter of fact, the only positive thing that people are clinging to in this moment is that the Gillette Stadium Wi-Fi went out after the game. And so we might not get post-game interviews. So we might not get treated to gems such as we're on to Buffalo. Now, I said prior to the break that I was going to put on the rose-colored glasses and make the case here in the second half of the show that all is not lost, that there's no reason to throw in the towel. And after recording the first half of the show, I hit pause, I opened some tabs, I did some research, I looked at some film, I looked at the schedule, I looked again at who's coming to town, and I thought... How in the world am I going to make this case? You know, as somebody that practiced law for a decade before doing this, I've argued some pretty, pretty dog crap cases in my day. Some pretty bad ones. This might be the toughest, but we're going we're gonna to forge ahead. Here's the best case scenario for this team right now. This is a positive game script team. If they can keep games to within one score, 
they can be a competitive football team. If they can keep games with, within one score, they can continue to run the football, which is their strength on the offensive side of the ball. They will continue to make Cam Newton's athleticism in his legs a part of the game plan. And they can, can, be, they can be competitive and win football games that way. That's your best case scenario for this football team. The problem with that, of course, is that it gives you absolutely no margin for error. This game tonight, you give up a touchdown on the opening drive. where the San Francisco 49ers came into your house and went right down the field. Okay, not great, right? Not great. Then on offense, you basically go five plays and out. Now, I don't know what Cam Newton did or did not see on the third and four of New England's opening drive where he pulled it down and then checked it down to White, who was stopped short. But for whatever reason, he didn't trust something downfield, pulled the ball down, checked it down, White gets stopped short. Okay, so it's 7-0. Your defense needs to make up the difference. They get the interception. So right away, your defense steps up. You get pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. You get the interception. You need points. First and 10. Newton misses Damian Bird. Open on a post, but you get a rough in the passer penalty. Okay. You get a couple of first downs. You get a third and three. And for whatever reason, he throws short of the sticks. Nikhil Harry gets lit up. You settle for a field goal, 7-3. to Okay. You're still in a positive game script situation. One score game can still be competitive. Well, what happens? San Francisco gets a field goal. Okay. Still a one score game. Then it starts to unravel for you. You get the interception. Okay. Maybe the defense could step up. No. They go down the field and they score. Patriots, three and out. Next drive, they go down the field and score. And before you know it, your one-score 7-3 game is now a 16-3 game. You're down 13. And did anybody have any thought at all that this game was going to somehow go their way? No. They go down the field and score again. 23-3. And by then, it's over. And so the best case scenario for this team, as highlighted there, is you have to keep it a one-score game, but it gives you no margin for error as a defense. And as an offense, when you get turnovers, you can't settle for three. You're just not good enough to settle for three points when your defense manufactures turnovers. You're just not good enough. Now, another question that is floating around right now. 
is the quarterback one. Does this team make a quarterback change? My answer sitting here right now is no. Partly because I don't know what Jarrett Stidham gives you that you can't get from Cam Newton right now with the added drawback that at least in those positive game script moments, Newton is much more of a threat with what he can do with his legs than Jarrett Stidham. Now, the calculus on the quarterback question might change by election day. Because let's face it, this Buffalo game is must win. And I know I just spent the first half of the show talking about how I don't see they can win it. I don't. I, I don't. Now, if there's a way to do it, you have to force Josh Allen into making some mistakes. You have to spin your safeties. You have to do some zone coverage stuff. You have to play zone against this kid. And I know that's going to drive people wild. It's going to drive people insane. But that's, I think, what you have to do is to play some zone coverage against them. You've seen teams like Tennessee, like Kansas City, force them into mistakes with zone coverage. That's what you have to do. You have to force some mistakes from him, force some turnovers from him, and you have to win this game with defense, turnovers, special teams, and the run game. That's how you do it. I think you can do that with Cam Newton. If you lose this game, though, if you fall to 2-5, and five, and then at that point you are really looking up at the rest of the division, I think it's time. I think it's time to make the switch. But then the deeper question becomes, do we start scouting quarterbacks right now? Which, we might be there already. Maybe some of you are. Zach Wilson looks nice, the BYU kid. But we are facing a must-win game now. And so, again, look into that. I, I think with Josh Allen, you have to force mistakes. This is a Buffalo Bills defense, which has been bad. Like, they got the win today against the Jets. Okay. But this is a Bills defense, which has been bad. They've given up points. Again, prior to this week. They've given up yardage on the ground. Henderson for the Rams at 114 back in week three. That Titans game, obviously a bit of a different set of circumstances. They, they managed to hold Henry to 57 yards, but they still lost. And then just last week, CEH, 161 yards on 26 carries. You can run the football on this Bills front. You can throw the ball against this Bills defense too. Crowder at 115 back in week one. Cooper Cup had 107 in week three. Tight ends have had big days against them. Mike Jacecki had 130 back in week one. That's receiving yards. I know Jim Reynolds is probably screaming at this point. You can move the football on this Bills offense. I mean, excuse me, this Bills defense. And you can force mistakes from Josh Allen. So this is, in a sense, a winnable game. And I think you have to go all in on winning this game if you're New England. And if you don't, 
Just two days later is election day. Get out and vote, kids. And the trade deadline. So your mission, Bill Belichick, should you choose to accept it, is this. You have one week to save this season. Put all the chips in the middle. Do everything you can to win this game. Because if you get to three and four, maybe there's a shot at truly salvaging this year. If not, if you're a two and five, you become sellers. I think you try to move Gilmore for a young wide receiver or something. Move Edelman. Maybe just for some stock up, stockpile for picks because you might be in a can we get to the top of the draft board situation in the next quarterback class? But this season has shifted dramatically because let's not forget this is a team that back when it was two and two was right where we thought it would be. They were right where we thought they would be. They were two and two. You know, yeah, you would have the two losses, but they were the losses that we expected. You would won some of the games that they had expected. And you thought, okay, they could sort of piece this together, right? You lost the Chiefs game. That was a bad set of circumstances. The COVID cam couldn't go, but you're still two and two. Let's get right. Beat the Broncos, get into the bye, and we'll fix everything. And then they lose the bye, they lose the Broncos game, and in back-to-back weeks, this and really in the last three games, this offense has looked anemic. We are light years removed from that Monday nighter when they put up 30 points in a loss at Seattle. And maybe what we thought we were learning about the Patriots' offense that night, we were actually just learning about the Seattle defense, in which they're banned up and maybe not as good as we might have thought they were. And so we've got one week to save the season, to save the 2020 season. Can it get done? Yeah. Would I bet on it? No. Do I feel great right now? Absolutely not. But this is how the other half lives, right? Because I mentioned earlier that in many group chats and group DMs, there have been discussions about where to go with this year and things like that. And has that been done? Not all of those are with Patriots fans. And I'm not exactly getting a lot of sympathy from non-Pats fans right now because as many of them have said, this is how the rest of us have lived for the past 20 years or so. One week to save the season. Can they get it done? That's what we will talk about this week. But until then, friends, look, we are one week to an election. So those of you here in the States, if you haven't done so, vote. If you have done so, great. Get out there, work for your candidate, your candidates, state, local, federal level. Exercise your right to have a voice in our representative democracy. Otherwise, like I've said before in this show and others, you don't, you can't really complain if you don't, you know, do your part. I mean, you can still complain. We can always complain, but get out there and vote, kids. Until then, though, till next time, it's Bills Week now. we got to find a way to save the season. That's what we'll focus on later this week. Until then, friends, stay safe. Check in your neighbors, check in your lovers. Check out our boys, Peculate, their album, There Are No Angels. Again, that's the angry music that's going to play us out. 
track six from that album there are no angels real suffering you can check them out peculatemusic.com the angry music is here friends because that's the point we're at in the season one week to save the season it's gonna be a fun one until then friends stay safe check in on your loved ones wash those hands and when you do sin along and bless 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 those patriots reigns down in foxborough